Hello everybody. Thank you again for joining us today in this podcast. So we'll be continuing our prayer series and I'll be talking about what we discussed in day nine. We watched um the sermon we're watching the sermon series and the sermon series is Dangerous Prayers by Pastor Craig Groshow. I hope I pronounced that right. And in day nine we watched Search Me. Search Me. So I'll be talking about what we this which was a question and answer um um session and I'll just be talking about what we discussed. Let's not forget that this prayer series is as a result of the JTSA that we are doing, the JTSA program we are doing and it is themed it is JTSA four point one, which means it's the fourth season, it is themed your understanding of prayer. That's why most of what we're doing is under prayer or all of what we're doing is under prayer. So now search me. So I'll just be talking the questions that we ask and the replies and all of that, like what we've been hearing from all the other podcasts on the discussion on the sermon. So now um just as a recap what are dangerous prayers they are prayers that help us come out of our comfort zones they are prayers that are self they are not they are selfless they kill our flesh they are they cause danger to our flesh so uh, we should pray these prayers if we truly want to become like god if we truly want to become like jesus christ so um uh, uh, the prayer dangerous prayers are not meant to be prayed once they are meant to be prayed every time as you uh, the thing is that as much as when you pray them once and you get an answer you see the need of why you should even keep on praying them so they are meant they are continuous prayers you pray them every time when you pray them you see why you should keep on praying them and when we even okay now back to the sermon of today the sermon was search me and the bible text was psalms 139 23 to 24 says search me thoroughly O god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way i'll read that again search me thoroughly O god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me and lead in me in the way everlasting so i'm watching this sermon um um the preacher divided it into four he explained it into four categories in fourth categories first was search me second was reveal to me my fears third was uncover my sins fourth was lead me so now let's get right into it why do we need god to, why do we need to tell god to search us since he always knows what's in us basically it's just like saying why do i need to pray if god always knows what's in my heart you know, apart from the things that we know prayer, then we know, apart from, apart from the many things we know prayer will do for us. I know many people still ask, ah, if God knows my heart, why? It's just like, we're telling God to search us, even though he knows what's within us. But it's like giving God the permission, giving God's consent. I gave an example of how surgeons, before they go into the theater to go and do the pascal surgery and, and it's on somebody they have to ask for consents there is a particular form the person has to feel that uh, that serves as a result that is that serves to actually give the surgeon consent to save he, the person's life and the consent usually involves things like okay i'm giving this person permission to do this surgery i'm aware of the complications i'm aware that i may die so basically if we don't give god consent and he 
if we don't give God consent, which shows that we're actually ready for him to work in us and he does something. Maybe I'm, I have insecurity issues now and he now brings out my insecurity issues for me to see. You know, maybe I've been living in denial. I see I don't have insecurity issues and he brings it out for me to see, searches me and shows me that I actually truly have insecurity issues. I will not want to change because I was not even ready to accept it in the first place. I will not, you know, for the back to the surgeon story now. If the surgeons don't get don't get consent and they go into the person, they do the surgery and then the person comes out of the theater and sees this car, I know the person will forget that they saved their life, is or alive. The person will just probably want to sue the person like, why did I give you consent to do this? Because or maybe maybe some little complications that. Or rather, maybe some things ensue because of surgeries are harmful to the body. So, at there are some particular, there are some things that might come out that might, or rather, how would I say this thing? Okay, and then let me say it. Should I say it? Okay, there are some things that like might happen to somebody as a complication of the surgery. The person has a little fever or something, and because of all those small, small things, maybe they might not be small. The person then sues the doctor because the in first place, the person did not give the surgeon a consent, you know, irrespective of the surgeon, partnering God to save the person's life. So my point is, if God now brings out this my insecurity issues, number one, I was not even ready to accept that I have it. So when I will see it, I will not even want to work on it. You know, for this particular for the surgeon story now if the person does the surgery and the person did not even get con- and the surgeon did not get consent from the person the person might still end up putting their themselves in that particular position that brought that disease upon them or brought whatever that injury upon them and like as in because the person did not even see the need to have a surgery in the first place the person did not see the need to do a surgery do you understand? So the person might still end up going back to that thing that caused the injury or the disease in the first place and bring making them come back to that surgeon or, or come back to the place of doing a surgery again. So if we if God brings up my insecurity issues, I might not want to work on it or or, or I might not have a graceful heart. You know when you have a graceful heart, when you appreciate what somebody has done for you, it helps you to live in a better way. Like if God brings it out, and I don't have a, a great, I, I'm not, I'm ungrateful about it, because I was never ready to do it because I did not give him permission. Like I might still go end up going back to that my insecurity or the insecurity that was meant to be for my good, as if for, for I was meant to him bringing out my insecurity for my good for me to see it, might end up harming me because I'm even ungraceful about it. I might see it and freak out and. You know, and be like, no, no, or and go and kill myself because I'm seeing it for what it is. So you giving God permission, you saying God do this is like you. You are ready to, to let Him. You are ready to depend on Him. So that's why sometimes, that's why we we tell God, we say these things to God. This is like consent, and I know there there might be other reasons to it, but I just wanted to put that out there. Now next is. Do we human beings have good hearts? In the sermon, he says something about human beings. We do not have good hearts. It's only a heart with God. That is a heart that has Christ in it that is good. So once you get Christ into your heart, once you accept Christ into your heart, you start a journey of that will end up that will end up helping you to have a good heart. So nobody should ever think they have a good heart. He's, he quoted this particular text from Jeremiah, but I'm not sure. I don't put it down. So now, when um, he says something about people, we commonly lie to ourselves and that is very true we say oh um maybe things like oh I'm, I'm going to eat a little and then you end up eating 
like five seven times a day or oh I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not lost in after him i'm not lost after i'm just admiring his physique i'm just admiring her physique and you're just lying to yourself or you end up putting you know you say i'll do this i'll do this i'll do that and you end up not doing it you're just lying to yourself basically so basically we should stop lying to ourselves and i put this question and of how many people how we lie to ourselves and people the people answered it but i'll not because i don't want this thing to be long i'll not say much about it so why do people fake who they truly are sometimes um people fake them because they want to be accepted by others they see other people's opinion or other people's accepting them more real or more com more comforting than god accepting them or something like that so many people tend to be fake um, people are fake because they are yet to accept themselves or they are not surrounded people that accept them so that's why that all these things they just point us to the fact that we actually need god to search us and see if there's something in us that we are not seeing basically so when we tell god to search us what happens when we tell god to search us he brings out our impurities and he not only brings them out he brings them out for us to work on and he gives us grace to be able to work on them because the holy spirit is there to help us through it so it's not as if we just bring the bring on impurities and okay bye bye no he will help you to walk through them help you to kill them help you you know start that him bringing it out starts the journey of him helping you to kill them so what are examples of things that make us anxious people are anxious of failing people are scared anxious anxiety is like fear so people are scared of failing people are scared of the future people are scared of the unknown people are scared of losing people people are scared of people not accepting them and you know all these things are he made a, a very important point he said what we are most fearful of reviews where we trust god the least and this was so loud because if i say i fear failure it means whatever I'm doing, I don't I don't trust God enough to help me not to fail. It means if I fear the future, it means I I don't trust God enough to handle my future. If I say if I fear um people not accepting me, it means I don't trust God enough or to know that it's his own acceptance that matters the most. So what we are most fearful of reveals where we trust God the least. So I want us to um now get into um another question says what are we meant to be driven by faith or fear obviously the answer is faith we're meant to be driven by faith faith is the faith basically because faith you know when we have faith it gives us a different size from what the world sees and that is the best side you know fear perfect love cast out fear so once we come into christ we start the journey of him just casting out the rough thing we're fearful of you know and it's to the end because sometimes yes you might be anxious but the bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything with every supplication you know give give it to god in prayer or i can't really remember the text i think it's four and um, philippians four six to seven so my point is yes sometimes you might be anxious but once you come into christ it's like perfect love cast out the fear once you keep on gazing on the perfect love it will cast out the fear but meant to be driven by faith faith helps us faith has a lot of advantages i cannot even start mentioning it it helps you it stabilizes you it helps you to see what others cannot see and when you see what others cannot see like it helps you to see from a greater perspective it helps you to see with hope it helps you to keep on living because fear destabilizes you fear will not some things are not even there it's just like how i think sometime one time i was watching a particular sermon of how um 
um, I think it was the authority called how um is is uh, I'm not sure if it was him, but I think it was something about his child getting braces or having hitting their teeth or something, and next thing the father is so or uh, how do I put it? Let me just say it like this: maybe my child wants to get um braces, and then um. I don't have money to get it, and then I'm already thinking about, oh my God, if I don't get this, my child will have insecurity issues, and once he has insecurity issues, oh my God, he go, he's going to go and start stealing, and once he starts stealing, oh my God, he's going to go to prison, oh my God, and th- that child is just a child that just needs prison, and you, you already thought of the worst that could happen, the child will go to prison, so my point is that, like if you let fear drive you, you just be thinking of things that are not there. And so it's so important that we live by faith. And when we live by faith, it pleases God. It says whoever doesn't have faith doesn't please God. God faith pleases God. And when faith drives us, it's for our own benefit. It helps us to see what is not it helps us to see the things that are there but um what the the world cannot see. And when we see what did I just say? <laughs> it helps us to see things that are that will give us hope, things that will help us to endure, things that will help us persevere. It will help us to see, basically. There was I, I put some links to the an Instagram post that we an Instagram write up we did one time. So I don't know if you want it, you can message you can message DM also on our social media and those but it was on our Instagram and you just see I think one of them was Faith Gives Us one of our um, faith gives us a different sight, and that was the text in I think Jeremiah nine six. I'm not really sure. Be courageous. Something about faith. <laughs> I know it looks like I'm just saying. I don't really. I can't really remember Bible text, but sure you don't mind me. So, and I think one of the thing, one of the thing, one of, another picture was that had the write up on faith of was um both faith and fear are contagious. So which one would you like to? Which one would you like to live by? Like both faith and fear, they're contagious. Sometimes, so you can read it up. It's on our, it's on our Facebook and our, yeah, I think it's on our Facebook and our Instagram page. So you can check it up. So now, why does it seem like, okay, next question is, why is it important to love pleasing God than any other thing? Why is it important? You have to, please, if you like, because it's Him that made you. And when you love pleasing Him, you see that you get to be a better person. You can't love pleasing, you can't love other people. You can't be a people pleaser. The people are too inconsistent. People do not appreciate you. People do not care about your welfare. So you cannot say you are living life to please others. You have to live like God is the only constant thing. God, God is constant. God loves you. God wants what is good for you. So my point is live to please him. Don't think about why you don't be a people pleaser. I know yeah, you want to be good to people. You want people to see you in a certain way. But that doesn't mean you should live for them. You just care about the way God sees you, and as far as it's pleasing to God, if it's not pleasing to them, then probably they they don't really like how you are reflecting God, and that is their problem. Do you understand? So just live to please God, and it's just going to be for your own betterment. Okay, so now is it true that we tend to accuse others but excuse ourselves? Ah, he gave this example about how one time on the road there was hold about all of that, and some people were just um. Um, some people that thought that they were above the Lord um, ended up driving past the grass or something like that. And next day, like he was so angry, he shouted, blah, blah, blah. And next day, he did the same thing. So you see, sometimes we are so, we are so quick to accuse others but excuse ourselves. And I don't remember, and this shouldn't be, we should not ever, like we should not accuse people. 
uh, uh, we should not really it's not good i i now remember how um, i rea- when i became aware that i had issues with my thoughts as in having bad images lustful images like just different like i'll just be on my own and next this is since you just pop up i realized that i then if i have this problem or in fact if god has saved me from if god has saved me because i was a sinner you know we're all sinners if god has saved me then or or rather how would i put this if i have this issue i, I don't have any right to um judge anybody that has maybe is involved in premarital sex or is fornicating or is masturbating or this or this this that that because i'm sure this this that that started from maybe thoughts that they had in their head so rather instead of me just judging them blah 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 i should try and help them i should pray for them and i should just pray for myself that god helps me too do you understand so most times you see if um what's it called if i just keep on i keep on um, what's it called judging them accusing me accusing them and i keep on excusing myself like hey it's just thoughts no it's nothing i i keep on seeing it as no more it's just just little just a little line before i cross over you know but rather don't don't do that don't do that we should not judge people just try and help them you might be struggling your own might just be maybe you cannot yeah there are so many things anybody can be struggling with so please it starts from the small things from the little things so my point is don't judge people don't ex- don't accuse people and don't excuse yourself that's why it's so important to 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 tell god to search us to see if there's any offensive way in us so that he can help us to work work it out so now um okay so um why does this seem like what are questions to ask yourself that can help you to be aware of your sins as into you know, remember that we said the four categories the preacher um, put them into was um god search me second was uncover my sins yes yeah was it uncover my sins sorry let me check it again yeah reveal to me my fears and we've already talked about that that is what we're most anxious fearful of that we just got the list with so if you think very well think deeply you see that what you're most um anxious of is what you trust god is and that shouldn't be and once you think and you recognize just give it to god and tell him to help you to surrender it to him when you surrender your life to him you don't surrender it in parts you surrender it wholly wholly holistically so you tell him give it all to him and tell him to help yeah it might be hard to give that part to him but trust me when you give it to him it helps you it helps you to totally lean on him it helps you to you know not be anxious of things and when you know when you are free of anxiety it really helps you in life to be calmer make right decisions and things like that so yeah the third thing was uncover my sins and that's what we're talking about here that's how i gave the example of no ex not um accusing others and excusing yourself so now next question is what are questions to ask yourself that can help you be aware of your sins it can be preacher said three questions to ask yourself that can help you to be aware of your sin what are others trying to tell me? What have I rationalized for some time? Where am I most defensive? Let me say it again. What are others trying to tell me? She's just going to watch the sermon, actually. It's just What I'm just thinking is just the lessons we learned and what we discussed, what we brought out from the sermon. So what are others trying to tell me? What have I rationalized for a long for some time? Where am I most defensive? Um... And this is so true. Actually, when you ask yourself this question, you, you, you will see some things, some underlying things that you probably did not know. You usually give 
are excuses for when i thought of it i realized i remember one time when i used to struggle with being vulnerable i know yeah we're not meant to trust people and all of that but there are some people that have like when they are close to us like we should actually be vulnerable to them you know love is long suffering if we say we truly love somebody just like if you have your husband now there's no how you will not be you have a particular partner then it's not how you don't be vulnerable to the person one point or the other because you want the person to truly know you and love is long suffering so you should be ready to be sure you should be vulnerable to the extent that you know that like be ready to be hurt sometimes you know jesus was vulnerable to us he was vulnerable we hurt him and that's true love true love is vulnerable true love has long suffering and all of that true love is selfless so i remember when i used to like i used to like i had this barrier i did not want to be vulnerable to anybody you know anytime i saw somebody getting too close i'll get that wall up like nope uh, you not come and hurt me no but when i and anytime people say you are this you are that ah you don't even you're not letting get people in blah blah i'll now try rationalize and I'll be like no it's because i have this because there's a particular space is something there's there's something in my life right so i now use that in my life to say this is why i'm like this i try to rationalize it and it's not good if i truly want to be used by god if i truly want to be a light if i truly want to love people you know and if i truly understand what it means to confess my sins to one another so that we can be healed i should be ready to be broken i should be ready to rather i should be ready to be vulnerable to some sometimes i think one of the sermons we watch which we will still discuss in one of the podcasts is break me and in that break me the picture was like it's in our broken we impress people by our strengths but in our brokenness we connect with people so if you really want to connect with people you should learn how to be vulnerable basically that's what i got from it i hope i'm not wrong Really. So that just helped me. So you see, that helped me to pass, um, understand my particular sin. That that I had a particular, that I had a loving people problem. And not loving people because God said we should love our neighbors as ourselves. You know, we need to love others. You know, if you don't love people, you know, cause sin is not just you doing what you're not meant to do. It's doing, it's also doing what you are. It's also not doing, sin is not only doing what you're not meant to do. Is also not doing what God wants you to do. He said we should love others. If I'm not loving people, it's also a sin. So I noticed that that whole point of being not of being vulnerable, having a wall, for is is like a love loving people issue. I did not really love people and all of that. So I had to, God had to help me to attack them or deal with that from the root. And by God's grace, I'm progressing in that aspect. So now, why does why does it seem like some people do not like the truth? You know, when you get to uncover some people's sin, it's like they don't like. They don't people don't even want to know the truth so why does this happen so why does this happen i think it's because um when people are uncomfortable with truth this world is full of lies so anything that will make anybody uncomfortable they don't like what they don't what people don't understand they don't like and when people don't understand the truth it's through the holy spirit that we understand really what the truth is jesus christ right so many people and when some people get to know about their sins like they don't they don't some people don't they just don't like knowing the truth and that is an issue so some people will deny the truth and they think when you deny the truth that it, then the truth is false and that is not true because you deny the truth that doesn't mean it has become false so my point is my point is when we get to see our sins it should like is the truth so we should work on it we should not see it as ah, i'm uncomfortable it's for our own good we should let your spirit do what 
he wants to do through us and the bible the preacher says something about confessing our sins to um, god and confessing our sins to people you know this particular part in the bible that says we should confess our sins to god as first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness so we forgive for we confess our sins to god to be forgiven and we for, for confess our sins to people to be healed um james 5 16 says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that he may be healed so basically he says that we should confess so when we get to know our sins it's good to confess them and so who might ask why do i need to confess to god since he has already forgiven me you think how i got i've, I've come to understand it for now because i know there's still more to it so when we confess our sins to god it's just like you're telling god you're telling somebody i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry anytime you should get to a point that you'll be tired of saying you're sorry and because you don't want to say you're sorry again you will not do that thing again and also when you say you're sorry when you keep when you confess your sins to god it's like you're not telling him to help you that you cannot help yourself it's like when you pray the prayer you know, you know the, that thing that we said about when you pray, it just means that you depend on God. You know, when you become, when you start seeing that you are prayerless, it just means you are becoming prideful. The more we pray, the more we know that, the more we depend on God. It's like you're tell, anytime you are telling God something, you know, you are actually depending on Him to help you. So when you confess your sins to God, you are telling Him to help you through it. So that's why confession is important. So next is when we pray these prayers like search me god and we get the answers what does it ultimately lead to it leads to us being more like god it leads to us being more like jesus christ and that is the best way it leads to us being light it leads to us being you know being loved to people pointing people to jesus so we should not be scared to pray dangerous prayers they all they help us to do exploits for god they help us to be who we're created to be do we understand and we should not stop that i've prayed this one then that's fine the more you pray them you know, once you pray them keep on praying them do you understand and then the last thing that we put is why is it important for god to lead us in the everlasting way uh the way i understood this was like sorry i'm coming so we do this because we don't want him we don't want to live we need to be led in eternal in this eternal life we need to be led the bible says in in um john 16 john 16 13 he says um however when he the spirit of truth has come he'll give you he'll guide you into all truth if they say something if they say all it just means that like there are different aspects of that thing for them to say all you know it just means that there is kind of a difference like that means that my, my, my point is that it could mean that there are many truths and it still points to one truth right it's still one truth so we need the holy spirit to guide us to lead us in the in this eternal life because you cannot say just like i'm entering secondary school now I, i'm a nigerian so in case you're american and you're listening to this i'm i'm a nigerian and in a nigerian system we call it secondary school or high school so and i say from i just entered and i don't do just one or i do just one and next thing i want to do is ss3 and i don't I don't go to GS2, GS3, you know, I don't do SS1. When I get to SS3, I will break down, like, that is too much than what I can handle, you know. So, basically, we need to be led because there are different phases, there are different stages in this Christian work. There are different truths that God will expose to us at different points in time, and the Holy Spirit is the one that will lead us. You cannot understand what you are meant to understand in SS3, GS1. So it needs to lead us. You cannot just come to Christ as a new believer and start thinking you want to understand something that is something that is so high for like 
like there are some basic things you need to understand first eh? so there are some things you need that's why discipleship is so important like you need to actually understand something you need to understand love you need to understand god is things like that so basically it needs to lead us into all truth it needs to lead us it needs to lead us in the way that is everlasting and at the end of the way we are led in this way we will become like jesus like jesus intends us to be and we'll be able to live life well so we need god to lead us and one of the ways leads us is by searching us and helping us see our impurities at every stage of our lives as we journey with him and as we see these impurities we you help us to work on it and help us and when we work on it you move us and continue to move on with him it shows us something else and you know it's true to just help us the more we go into it's true the more we see our our dirtiness or the things that we need to remove and like we just become better and become more like him so i hope we've enjoyed the discussion of this sermon please if you want if you should listen to it it's really it was really nice and i pray that the holy spirit indeed breathes on our hearts and helps us to get more understanding from it we love you guys so much thank you for listening follow us on our social media pages on instagram we're at living intentionally living underscore intentionally on facebook follow can like our page follow our page we are at living intentionally nigeria for twitter we are lifg underscore thank you so much you should follow i don't know if people follow this podcast you can follow i don't know you can share the podcast to people share our podcast to people and let all of us indeed live intentionally for god god loves us so much and thank you all for supporting us and you know letting the kingdom of god indeed advance we love you guys so let's just pray father we thank you for everything we pray that indeed you search us and you see if there's any anxious way and offensive way in us such as know our know our heart help us to not be fearful and lead us in the way everlasting in jesus name we pray amen in fact somebody made a song for us let me let me say the lyrics of the song somebody made a song from the from the verse from that from the bible text i i don't want this to extend to 30 minutes but let me just i want to see let me let me say the song i'm so sorry wow where is the song where is where are the lyrics wow 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 okay okay so it says see deep into my heart shine your light expose all that may be hidden from your sight expose my heart expose my worries expose my anxious thoughts expose where i feel where i feel to trust you expose my own belief expose my fears expose my habits expose my anxious thoughts lord expose where i feel expose uh, where expose where i feel where i refuse to surrender expose my own belief see deep into my heart so lord search me find me break me remake me mold me as you please refine me design me burn me make me beautiful for you lord thoroughly search me find me break me remake me mold me as you please refine me design me burn me make me beautiful lord make me beautiful lord see deep into my heart so that's that's how was a beautiful song if you want the audio she just sang it normally so if you want it, you can message us any of our social media platforms we love you guys thank you for stopping by keep on stopping by and let us learn together bye